Welcome back, inebriates. This is Andy, your humble host, as always. And, um, you know, we've uh, actually been getting a lot of um, cool guests from all over now. And today's guest is from Sweden, um, just outside of Copenhagen. Uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce your town again. But uh, <laughs> Katharina Jaunviksa? That yeah. Jaunviksna? Yeah. yeah all right. Cool. <laughs> um, also known as Badlands. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and you're producer composer sound engineer like it just sounds like anything that involves music and sound you're kind of involved in yeah yeah that's that's correct like uh, i started sampling and making electronic music like already when i was teenager not knowing that i was kind of starting to sound design without realizing what that was and yeah. that became music and that made me work within sound design and uh Sorry, someone's ringing the doorbell here <laughs> at the studio space, but it's not my guest, so yeah. sorry if you're here. Um, but yeah, no, that's correct. Like, um, I, I I usually say that I don't write songs, I sculpture songs. Oh, that's an <laughs> interesting way of looking yeah, at it. That, yeah, that's the way of explaining how I work, like, with sound in every field, really. Yeah, and I was checking out some of your songs, Um and it's definitely like I'm glad you said like electronic music because I was trying to figure out how I would describe it, and it, it's very like melodic and atmospheric. I don't know if that's kind of what you shoot for, but you know, I, I felt it was like very relaxing and chill. And and um, it is that is that your kind of style, or do you try to like mix it up between your different albums and whatnot? Um, I just do whatever comes to heart and mind. I never have like a, um, a plan or a concept for a release before I start making the tracks. Mm-hmm. And sure, it started off with me when I was like super young playing in bands and things like that. But I'm quite a lone wolf. So when I started making electronic music and got into sampling and synths, I really found an a sanctuary within that scene and with, 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 within that way of working. But but then again, when I did say electronic music, but a lot of it is electroacoustic. Do you pronounce okay. it that way? Yeah. Ele- yeah. As well. So like I, I might have an electronic bass for something, but then I, uh, I record plenty of um, like instruments such as like... Um, like on, on this record, Call to Love, for instance, a lot of it is classical cello and uh, b- double bass that's played with uh, bow yep. that I invited a studio friend to to play because uh, the rest, 99% uh, is me. I'm, I'm playing most uh, stuff, but sometimes uh, there might be something that inspires me that I can't play myself and then I invite someone to play on the record. So, yeah, it is electronic. Um um for sure but i i don't know um electroacoustic fusion fusion electronica or yeah something like that (laughs) yeah it's so funny because i've said it before on the show you know back you know back in my day um you know you go in the record store and there was like literally four genres or five genres Mm -hmm. and now it's like nothing fits into anything so it's it's always kind of the challenge to like put your finger on like you're either trying to compare to be like oh they kind of sound like this with a little bit of that and you know it's really Mm -hmm. it's become more complex to try and explain 
yeah someone's style yeah yeah for sure like um uh, a friend of mine during rehearsals because i do play with the band live uh, even though i balance is a solo project he, he called it one one day or one night he called it outlaw electronica and i kind of like that so, yeah. <laughs> so i guess badland has uh, invented its own genre uh, a little bit but yeah i i know exactly what you mean and you try to use like five, six, sometimes seven different genres to try and describe describe what you're doing. But uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> how, how many instruments did you play on the album? Uh, uh, what counts as instruments? Does a record? Uh, I don't know. I suppose that's, instrument? I suppose I that's the musicians. Yeah, but but know? if I was to um, yeah, try and uh, yeah, kind of pinpoint. Uh, but it, like the mixing is my main instrument, I okay. always say. Um, yeah. And then I play, uh, I play like the classical instruments I play on this record is like uh, piano and bass and uh, guitar, like electric guitar with a lot of pedals. Mm -hmm. and I love pedals <laughs> and I sing and um, uh, yeah, I, I take, whatever's there maybe like a uh might be a cardboard box that has a cool sound that i make a kick out of or something like that so so it's hard to say exactly what i do play but everything happens in the mix yeah and th that's where i also um uh hear like what what what's needed and not and oh gee of course my my <laughs> my synths and romages yeah. and things like that that goes without saying um on this uh yeah the the two synths i've been using more recently is probably the politics uh the core and um uh the juno 106 and then uh, CS80 as well. But I mean, I, I don't know. It, to me, it doesn't matter if you use like super cool vintage stuff or Fruity Loops. I'm super pragmatic. So whatever makes the mix good, yeah. I'll use it, you know? Yeah, I love that. You know, it, it's, um, you know, it, from a visual art standpoint, you know, I had a teacher always said, you know, whatever, whatever you need to make the mark. And, you know, there was one kid that used a, this weird, like he took a, a, a wire coat hanger and straightened it, but then like kind of folded it back and made a handle out of part of it. And then like used a wire coat hanger dipped in, you know, ink. And that's like yeah. what he drew with. And I love that kind of, it, it really becomes, it, it, it's the play part of creativity, I think. You yeah, know, like definitely. when you're a kid, that's, you know, that's just your, your nature is to kind of explore what is the sound? What kind of mark can I make? And, you know, where's the weirdest object or what's the weirdest object that like you kind of found a cool sound from? Uh, God. It's probably since I'm a huge sample freak, I love finding weird samples. Um, of things and use them like i don't know i i always have the last project in mind when i yeah. talk and think about something and this this time i think was like a weird uh church choir 
uh, seven inch f- from a French a French recording of a church choir that I thought had a really cool texture mm-hmm. and you can hear it here and there on the record um, that was maybe the most um, here's my the English problem again but <laughs> both like an uh, unexpected thing yeah that I say like that's something you can't go like oh today i'm i'm hitting the studio what am i going to do today oh i'm going to try and find a weird 7 inch of a french boy choir that's really far away and has a weird scratch on it you know it just yeah. happens to be there and you sit and you have your coffee and you try around a few things and then it's like oh my god that really harmonizes in a really weird way with that and like whatever inspires and and uh, kicks off the imagination. So, so, so that would, <laughs> sorry, like that. The answer to your question would be that, um, not so much weird instruments or weird objects, more weird samples yeah. of old recordings. Um, now, I when love- you sample something like that, mm-hmm. the, is there like copyright issues involved? Like, how to? Do- you find stuff that's uh, that's either public, public domain. domain or you know just no one would ever find it. <laughs> you know, like yeah. uh, it's just like when you when you uh, have writer's block and you, you, which I never have because I always have several ongoing projects. I just jump in between them. But say, yeah, you're trying to find ideas or you're looking for inspiration it's a great way to then like make a cover of a song and then all of a sudden it becomes something completely different and then all of a sudden it's your own i think working yeah. with sampling is this a similar way because then it's like you might pitch the sample certain ways you might tweak it you might um, uh, change the tempo whatever you might change it so much that it would be unrecognizable yeah and it might even end with you with me in this case, um, uh, recording something over it that sparked an idea. So I don't know. I think there are and shouldn't be any rules when it comes to music, unless yeah. you you know you take something obvious like right. uh, and and uh, where it's supposed to be obvious. But in terms of trying to spark ideas and um, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I've I've never, never ever. Um, um, th- th- that's never been a problem. But actually, now that you're saying, um, on the last record, Gin from last year, yeah, I had a a sample from Jacob's Ladder. You, you know that movie? Oh yeah. Um, mm, it's like an uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie. I'm trying to remember- and. Yeah. yeah, and uh, like everyone said to me, like, oh, you, you don't have to worry. Nobody will ever be able to hear that. But that's kind of freaked me out a bit. So it ended with me, uh, yeah, re- like um, taking it off the same week that it was going to the vinyl uh, yeah. plant, the pressing plant, you know, because mm-hmm. I was like, just last second, I was like, no, it's not worth it if something happens. So so it has happened to me as well, but uh, that's why I always avoid those situations. <laughs> right, right. It, I remember, you know, when I was in college, I listened to a lot of uh, industrial music out of uh, Chicago and they sampled tons of stuff. Yeah. And it was always like kind of cool, like when you stumbled across like, oh, that's what that's from? That kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I love that. It's yeah. so cool. 
Um, on the last record as well, not on this. Yeah, have you, do you know the Conan project? It's yeah. like, um, uh, it was like, uh, um, oh, my English again. Those radio stations during the Second World War where they had sent coded messages to each other. Yep. Um, throughout like transatlantic and within Europe and things like that. So a bit like Enigma. And uh, those, a lot of those record recordings have been taken care of, and uh, uh, I think they're even copyright protected now. But I found some that weren't, um, yeah. and I used uh, used it for uh, uh, a track on the last record. Oh, and there was cool. a guy actually that reached out on Instagram and uh, said he had found what sample it was, and it was. Uh, yeah, that was a really nice way of connecting. Yeah, you yeah. know, it wasn't like, oh, I knew, knew you took that one. It's like, oh my god, I can't believe you found that one. What does it mean to, mean to you, and why did you use that one? So it can be a really cool way to nerd out with <laughs> yeah, yeah, other other sample, uh, yeah, sample freaks. I don't know. Well, it, it's that, and it's like, um, you know, sound engineers are really interesting people to talk to because it's just like they're so engaged in like the the minutiae that i think most people don't even you know realize i was uh during COVID, a friend of mine uh opened a music studio because he had nothing to do so he built himself a music studio and there was this one day like where he's like snapping his fingers like do you hear that do you hear that like little echo do you hear and i'm like no man like i don't hear it <laughs> um so do you find yourself kind of like dwelling on maybe those things that other people aren't hearing but they're they're bothering you um i i'm not the bother per like things that bother me i don't pay attention to i'm very much in my own world all the time i'm such a dreamer and i just hear I just hear what I hear and I just filter out what what bothers me and I'm not interested in. So I'm the complete opposite to that audio engineer that sits and listens to Toto on his new hi-fi. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I'm, I'm the complete, I'm super punk. I'm very like, I don't care if I stretch a sample so it's a bit crushed like crazy if that makes me yeah sparks yeah. an idea or something like it's all about emotion for me so i wouldn't be that guy that snaps the fingers like but but if there was something really cool happening with it yeah say it inspired me if it was like oh wow could you can you hear that slap or can you yeah. like doesn't it remind me of it then i then i take note of it but mm -hmm. i'd never go oh this is uh uh yeah, this is a i don't know shitty space or I, I don't know if i understood you or maybe i misunderstood you but no no i think you i'm, you, I'm not you like an audiophile in that yeah. sense however though i just finished the work with the drama series for uh, swedish public radio only two weeks ago and uh, where we have been uh, making this series they call it audio film and I've been working on that for six months. It's a huge project. And I recorded and mixed and sound designed everything. And everything is made in post. So yeah. I took all these 36 actors into super dry space and had them audio directing them and then making everything in post, just like when you do uh, ADR 
on big feature films or animation or mm -hmm. whatever. And then I realized, you know, when you're with people that are not audio or sound people um, normally, because normally when you do th work like that, maybe you're in a studio with other people that understand your lingo or you you cover. But when you're alone, when you're the sound designer alone, that makes you realize um, that, okay, maybe this is a bit of a like uh, audio fetish world or whatever <laughs> I'm living in because yeah. I'm like I was like are you kidding are you going to record the scene in an apartment are you mad you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and I I brought the whole crew back to a dry studio space like how 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 do you think I'm supposed to work with this you know so so it's like um I suppose when I say I don't care and I'm punk, it's within certain standards, you right, know, yeah, like yeah. in a way. But and that that's that's the professional sound designing mixer, Katharina. But then again, it's so nice to be Badlands because because when I'm Badlands, I don't care where I am. I can make music in a bathroom or make music in a kitchen. Like it's all about inspiration and emotion. And if I think the the I don't know, the laptop uh, microphone sounds better than the Neumann. I'll use the laptop microphone, you know, right. which I wouldn't in such a context where I where, where I work with the ADR or sound design for a movie or a series or something like that. So, um, yeah, it depends on what hat I have on. <laughs> but and I, I like that. And, and you even said it earlier that you have like multiple projects going on at the same time. So if you kind of get stuck with one, you can kind of jump into another. And I think that's a great way to work where it kind of keeps you from getting too hung up in, in one or the other. Um, when you were doing that, um, uh, what, uh, what did you call it? A, a audio movie? Is that what? Yeah, they call it that. It's, it's kind of interesting. It's like, yeah. Uh, uh, it's this new concept that Swedish public radio has where it is like it has almost the budget of a real film and it sounds uh -huh. it sound like a real film but without the, the pictures uh, yeah. yeah without the picture yeah D now did you have to do like the foley work for that as well yeah everything everything absolutely everything you hear um, uh, so uh, it's uh, yeah because um, <laughs> I, I always found that sort of it's stuff, a lot of like, work it's a lot yeah, of work yeah. i always found that stuff fascinating or when you see like sound designers for like you know these big hollywood movies that make a monster roar and it's like oh it's part sea lion and a little bit of tiger and my dog growling and yeah, they kind yeah. of mix it and pitch <laughs> it up and down um did you kind of have to go through that with the series? Did you have to like incorporate sounds that aren't normal? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But each sound is maybe a mix of, sometimes it can be a mix of 12 sounds and sometimes you find something. But I mean, I've been working with this so much. I've, I've been doing Foley for, say, Game of Thrones and worked on feature films and things oh, like no that kidding. as well. So yeah. this is not new to me. But what I, what I don't like working with in film and why I stopped doing that is because you're just a tool in someone's toolbox. Yeah. Um, so the the last few years or ten years, I've 
I I've only worked with small projects where you have a big like uh, artistic or creative influence on the project. Yeah. So that's why I really like working with uh, series like this or documentary or theater. And I make documentaries myself as a journalist and radio journalist as well. And then I can do the whole thing, like the storytelling and the mixing and the sound designing and everything so it's a big freedom to work with with um sound in that way so you're and, a musician yeah. a sound designer uh storyteller uh, storyteller like yeah. what did you go to school for <laughs> um <laughs> yeah but i i did go um i did go to the um, the National Film School of Denmark, you know, mm-hmm. where where Lars von Trier went, and uh, it's like it's a really prestigious school, probably yeah. the most prestigious in Europe. Uh, I went there; they had a, a, a sound design program for years, and I dropped out after two years because uh, I wanted to make music. So I I uh, I've studied a bit here and there, and I got into that school, and they take six students every second year. So it was a big process of getting in and all that, and but then. Yeah, it was just like after two years there, I realized, yeah, it's uh, great, but I don't want to be in someone's toolbox. But yeah. then I worked a little within film and got on a few projects and things like that. So, But then again, I've learned so much going through all these, um, um, what do you say, areas or word mm-hmm. with, you know, theater, film, uh, or performing arts, uh, radio, TV, everything. And in the end, music is, is always what I want to do. And I know that. But you have to pay, pay the bills as well. Of course, yeah. And yeah, doing yeah. so, working with sound design is an amazing way of making, uh, uh, making a living as well as making music and, and uh, like... like uh, what do you say? Commissioned music as well. Yeah. Um, I make some, and it's not like for, for me, sound design and music, they're connected. I can't make music without making sound designs, sound mm-hmm. design at the same time, and the other way around. Like, even sound design without music has a rhythm. You have to be like, you have to be good at melody. You have to be a musical person in order to be a sound designer. Otherwise, sure, you can be a sound designer, but you won't be, you won't uh, get the material to sound vivid and alive. And uh, yeah, yeah, so 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 it all, and yeah, and I, I Badlands wouldn't sound like Badlands if I wasn't into that stuff either. Yeah, it's it sounds yeah. like it's this, that you're, in both areas trying to capture emotion you know mm-hmm. in music you're trying to capture the emotion of the song in sound design you're trying to capture the emotion of whatever particular story is going on um, yeah is there like a trick to that like uh, or is it just something that you've kind of learned because it's not it's not it's not as easy as people think you know trying to evoke uh, an emotion you know um well it 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 was always my uh that's my drive to manipulate and awake emotions yeah or look emotion like and what all you have to do is to look at yourself you know 
what sparks that emotion in me? Why does it spark that emotion? And um, then you then you copy that and do that and dare that. I think within all creativity and doing your own thing and inventing your own sound or your own way of awake, how do you say, wake, awake emotion or awoke emotion. Trying to think of like a good... Um, yeah, a good yeah, word. I know what you're saying. Um, rise, rise yeah, emotion uh, in people. Um, there's a word for it and I'm blanking on it. So it's, not, <laughs> it's not your English, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> it's just the word yeah this uh, hidden yeah but uh in order to do that i think the most uh important thing is like the golden key to all creativity is not give a damn about what people think and and once you truly 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 have achieved that place within mm -hmm. yourself where you really don't give a crap what what people think if it's good or if it's bad or no it it uh, awoke the wrong feeling or the yeah. wrong blah, blah, blah. It, we don't care about it. only like use yourself as a kind of um um receiver and and you feel that it's true then i think 90 percent is one you know it's then then you're almost there in goal because if I listen to something and like this emotion or this influence or this sudden inspiration fly by, it's up to me to grab it and, mm -hmm. and interpret it, you know, no one's going to do it for you. Right. And that, that that's why I think it's so interesting with the old Greeks. They <laughs> looked at ideas as uh, beings. Um, so, like little angels so if okay. if someone got an idea and you didn't nurse it if you didn't take care of it it would fly to someone else oh and okay. he, yeah. he, he or she would would take that idea and make it her own and i almost i almost look at it the same way of course i don't believe in that stuff but right. i think creativity works like that that i can walk down the street and i hear an ambulance that goes through my headphones, I'm listening to something and I hear a siren or something and that creates a really cool harmony with whatever mm -hmm. music I'm listening to. And that wakes pictures and the sounds and ideas, dreams within me. Then it's up to me to sing that into my iPhone or whatever, you know, um, yeah. and, and, and go to the studio and start that track or whatever. And if not, it, I only have 10 seconds, 20 seconds, and then it's gone. Right, you know, then, then, then it's not there anymore, and and um, it doesn't have to be that scenario. It can be just me sitting watching a series or um, reading a book for my kid. You know, it, it can happen anytime, but it's up to me to grab it and nurse it. Like ideas doesn't come because you sit and think hard. Ideas and creativity, love, emotion—it's out of our control. Yeah, and once you realize that you you have the golden key you know yeah uh, and and to <laughs> yeah. me that's the biggest endorphin rush when you kind of stumble across something like that mm. even um 
you know, recently we, we, you know, we run comedy shows now and, you know, afterwards you're hanging out with the comics and chit chatting or whatever. And, you know, they're talking about their joke and then just, you know, absentmindedly, you just say something to be funny and they're like, Oh my God, that's a great tag. I'm writing that yeah, down. Can yeah, I yeah. Use that? <laughs> and you're like, yes, please. That's awesome. You know, it's exactly and it's that, like that. <laughs> just that like spark that it's, I've always found when I draw, I draw the best when I feel like my brain's completely shut off and mm -hmm. it's almost like I'm not thinking at all. And it's, yeah. it's just kind of, it's a flow state. I, I, it's hard to explain, but it's like, I feel like the best things come from that where you're, yeah, you don't I, I think understand. about it. It just kind of falls out, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's, that's why it's not rational. It doesn't make sense. So you can't explain it to anybody uh, like there's no uh, there's no prescription or no ways of, of mm -hmm. doing it you just have to uh, stay back and wait for it you know and th that's why I could never make a conceptual record from the get-go yeah. you know I could never sit down and write down or think like oh now I'm gonna make a record about love and uh how humanity looks at love and now okay now it became called to love the last re record became gin about um uh, yeah dealing with loss but it wasn't like i sat down and thought oh now i'm gonna make a track or 12 tracks about this or that it that's what you realize when you start pack packaging it together mm -hmm. almost at the end when it's maybe just 10 percent left yeah or the ma it's time to master it you know it's like oh my god what what I, did i just go through you know then you start realizing and piece it together and okay how can these tracks or i do at least how can these tracks um come together as one and what what story am i telling here and that's when the fun begins again you know yeah it's like, yeah, yeah it, for sure yeah <laughs> it, the first 10% are amazing where you're in when you're in that endorphin rush and you're just like so inspired and you just run and uh, yeah with that piece of paper with your comedian friend or whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. start making the uh, writing the jokes or whatever and then then follows like 80% of complete like darkness depression despair <laughs> trying to piece this record or whatever it is together and then the the last 10 percent are just almost as lovely as the first 10 you know yeah it's just, but, but you really have to go through that self-hating horrible <laughs> um um i don't know uh ditch that yeah. uh, a creative it's... process is it's, it's, it's so funny that that's how you describe it because it is yeah. this kind of weird like i think creative people are the only people who can simultaneously love something they did and hate it yeah <laughs> so much and be like i really really like this square right here i mean everything else is terrible but this square right here i really love you know and it's yeah. that you know we have, we have weird so brains <laughs> yeah yeah. But what I love about the creative process, where you've been through it a few times, say you've done it once, twice, three times, four times, then you know you'll get out on the other side and it's going to be awesome. And that's what's so reassuring with having released a few records or been in a few projects, whatever you do, or done a few, I don't know, movies, stand-up shows, whatever. You yeah. know it's going to be fine in the end. And that's what I love about uh 
getting older as well. It's not like when you were 18 and you just like, you didn't know it was up and down and back and forth. It's just like, we'll be fine. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like sit back, you know? And uh, that's what nice to know about uh, all parts of the creative process as well. Like with the release now, most people hate releasing stuff, myself included. But when I feel that anxiety come knocking, I just like, it's exactly like with the creative process. Like just sit back, lean back, it'll be fine. It'll sort itself out, you know, it'll be fine. And then it always is fine, you know, or... It gets fine. And um... it, it's funny that you say that because I'm working through that myself where we run events. And yeah. my, business, my business partner is like, he's like, I can almost set my watch to it like 20 minutes before the event. I'm like, where is everybody? Why isn't anyone here? What's going on? Like, <laughs> are we on the right date? Is the, the you know, he's like, your panic mm-hmm. attack happens like 20 minutes before every event. And <laughs> so like now I just try to stay busy at that point. So I'm not aware of what time it is but uh yeah Mm. it's it's i mean to me that's just part of the process that's just yeah you know and and people like will you relax i'm like if i relaxed and didn't care i don't think our events would be as good as they are because Mm. they don't care you know so there you go yeah so (laughs) talking about you know the dark depression of trying to make it it together Mm. is there part of the sound design process either music or or you know uh for these um audio movies is there something about it that you really hate is there a part of your job that you know you're just like ugh, i gotta answer emails for an hour today or you know i have to sit in a meeting is there some part of it that you're just like i could do without that um yeah definitely like the sound design stuff is more like work to me like um so then I just deal with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but music, music is my main, main uh, work, you know. So I say eighty percent of everything I do is music and ballads is in that as well. And with that, I really hate the donkey work, you know. Where, when donkey work, you have to, um, like when there's something that needs to be done. Um, in a session say in a protocol session mm-hmm. if it's music it's like oh i really have to sit and work out that uh ah, those uh i don't know snares uh, like and and i i'm so old school as well when i work so i sit i sit with a session and if I want, like, you know, the slight, slight a bit of nice latency on the snare, I sit and, like, really, mm, I, I record everything into reels. So I don't yeah. like programming things. Let's say I program stuff in, in Ableton, and then I slave it to Pro Tools, and then I record it, and then I sit and, and you know, nudge it by hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. manually Because I want the exact latency that that gives that... <laughs> not, yeah. The, the excite right here and that is so incredibly boring and time goes <laughs> but then when i've when i've sat with that for say two days and you hear the difference yeah then it's so worth it you know yeah so i know like now it's so boring i hate this oh my god uh, the vocals aren't good enough like or, or whatever when, when it's just stuff that needs to be done mm-hmm. it's uh I, d- I don't like not one part of me likes doing that, but 
that's when you have to remind yourself that if you want to make good stuff, you cannot only work when you're inspired. You have to do all the other stuff as well. But that's when you have to force yourself to go to work or get work in. And sometimes it can be hard to uh, to separate that from being uninspired or have writer's block, but it is two different things, you know. Yeah. And that donkey work that I was talking about, that's a good thing to do when you're uninspired as well. So say, like, I'm a huge procrastinator and yeah. I love procrastinating. I think that's the best advice anybody could ever give to someone with that's that's struggling with creative uh, creative process or or uh, writer's block or, or whatever because procrastination meaning it means that you just go with the flow it's like if you have flow with something work on that even if you have a deadline in three days on something else you yeah. know because flow doesn't come when you order it or flow doesn't right. come on a schedule so even if i have a huge deadline in four days and I get flow with the balance thing. I work on the balance thing and then I finish off the deadline in six hours with coffee. You know, yes. like you hide, like procrastination is a good thing. And that's, um, yeah, that's something you should nurse instead of trying to avoid. <laughs> I love I that. And I'm going to use that a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but I mean, it, it's, it's so true. Like when you work in a creative field of any kind, it, it's, even when you're not doing something, your brain's still working the problem, even if you're not thinking about it. Cause that's like when you hear that ambulance noise and you're like, Oh, Hey, yeah. you know, yeah. your brain automatically latches onto that. So it's like, exactly. you almost <laughs> have to have that downtime to let your brain kind of stumble across those cool things that you're just not gonna, you know, whether it's my, my, my youngest, um, uh, loves painting but doesn't like to paint on canvas because they're always like oh it's boring it's not a cool thing to paint on and so like we're talking and I'm like well what if you attach things to the canvas and her thing was like every Christmas or birthday what people give me canvas because they don't know what else to give me yeah. um, and I'm like well what if you attach things to the canvas what if you attach the canvases to each other in weird ways so they're not flat and they were like, oh, yeah, I never thought of that. I'm like, I just thought of it just now, you know, like, because you put the question to me and sometimes it's just, you know, yeah. you, you just have to maybe even that's from that experience of where you're just like, I don't care, you know, like. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And kind of that play where it's like. You, Instead of sitting down with her, like, how are we going to solve the problem with the canvas? Now, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it doesn't work like that. Yeah. and it, No, it, but it's true. And it's to me, it's it's all about that play, you know, where you're going to play with something and figure out what it does and then be like, oh, you know, it didn't work out. And that's OK. Whatever. I tried it. Yeah. yeah it, um, so we're kind of coming towards the end. Uh, Call to Love is out on November 18th. Is that correct? Yeah. And where can our listeners go to find that? Um, uh, well, uh, I prefer Bandcamp, uh, mm -hmm. badlandsounds.bandcamp.com. You can pre-order it now already. And um, Not to be confused with the hair metal band Badlands, which yeah, I did exactly. a quick Google search. I'm like, oh, I used to have that album. <laughs> yeah, but my... Uh, but my uh, my uh, like uh, online ID and hashtag Badlands sounds, sounds. in word. So... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, if you want to check that out on wherever you'll find, uh, you'll find me. 
Um, now, is this something yeah. that you plan on touring to support? Um, um, well, I'll be making a few uh, European shows now mm-hmm. in November and uh, uh, December in Sweden and uh, Denmark and Ireland and uh, France. And then I was hoping to come to the US in the beginning of the spring and oh, nice. do the same thing. Like, um, um, yeah, um, I'll uh, keep this posted on. Yeah, that for one. sure. What, what, cool. what, what I did, yeah. what, what uh, I, me, what I'm trying to do. And I do have a band that I play with live as well. Is to make like a small portable set, so it's not that big of a deal. That it's quite easy to do a cool in store and uh, or a gallery and things yeah. like that. So what I'm gonna try to prioritize for this one is like um, small gigs, forty, fifty people in small spaces, interesting spaces, yeah, anywhere. And that's why I'm making something that I can play with my uh, myself and with three other people as well, and everything in between. Cool. So yeah. All right. Uh, to- is there a website or Instagram where when you do post that stuff that'll be available? Uh, yeah, um, but the, the Instagram is where I usually, it's the only really social media yeah. that I use. And that's Badlands Sounds Sound. in Word as well. Yeah. And then there's a, a webpage as well, badlands.nu as well. But the Instagram is where I post all the news. So Excellent. Well, thanks mm-hmm. for taking the time to talk. This was, this was awesome. I had a really good time. Yeah, it was great. It was so. uh, fun. Went quick. <laughs> yeah, and your English was fine. I don't know what you were talking about. Mommy, <laughs> I was in um, Denmark one time and we got into a cab and I'm like, do you speak English? She's like, no. So we had the address and we gave him the address. And then the whole way there, he talked to us. I'm like, your English is fine. I don't know what you're going on about. Like, No, but, but I actually, I'm married to an Irish guy. So <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, That's it's a really funny. Put on the spot, and it's like that's uh, that's really funny because a few times when you were talking, I'm like, yeah. she almost sounds Irish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's uh, I've lived in Dublin as well when yeah. I was younger, and uh, back and forth, and I have Irish friends, and but yeah, it's different, you know, yeah. when <laughs> when it's uh, when you're on the spot, yeah. yeah, thing. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you again yeah. so much, and uh, well, thank thanks you. for our listeners, and we'll catch you guys again next week. Yeah. Thank. Bye bye. And thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreon.com slash to support the show. You can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at inebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns. Or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. Thanks again for listening.